Sketching and drawing are incredibly important in the world of UX, not just for communicating and collaborating, but also helping you get more clarity as to what part of the interaction is going to be most complex and will therefore require the most thought and effort. So when you're designing a product, it can be really beneficial to first identify all the key interactions and then break them down and map out the rough details about how those interactions should unfold. As you zoom in and out of each interaction and all of its glorious details, you'll find that either it raises unresolved questions or makes the solution a lot clearer. In the UX world, you often create these discrete workflows to show the sequential steps involved, dependencies along the way, an if-then of what happens when things go right or wrong, and all the learning moments that the user might experience along the way. But when you begin to need to include subjective information, such as emotional states, expectations, and context, it can be helpful to shift diagramming a workflow more over to a story-centric approach. What do I mean when I say story? Well, I'd say it harkens all the way back to some of Aristotle's elements of drama, including featuring a character, usually your user, showing action or plot with some degree of conflict, usually the problem that your product is solving, demonstrating some diction, or in other words, style, and providing a setting or scene to set context. To put it another way, storytelling in a UX sense typically includes the following elements. It introduces us to main characters, tells us about what they want, establishes a where and a when, and shows the conflict that happens when those characters are placed into our scenario. Why use stories in your design work? Why not just stick to a sketch or a diagram or a flowchart? Stories can benefit your design in a number of ways. It can build empathy with the user, quickly build a shared understanding of an interaction, highlight potential areas of frustration, or on the flip side, opportunities for better solutions, vividly and precisely paint a specific situation or context, provoke discussion, and suggest subtly, or maybe not so subtly, outcomes and demonstrate value. Ultimately, a sketch or flowchart primarily focuses only on the interface itself, whereas a story captures more about the user, their behavior, and the dynamics of their interaction with the product or interface. Most importantly, when done well, stories and design draw you into the characters, usually at a very precise moment in time where they're doing a very specific interaction and within a particular context or setting. So it's great at quickly immersing everyone into the interaction and rapidly getting feedback from your end audience, whether that's your own team, your stakeholders, or users. Additionally, a story can then be modified on the fly and adapted based on your audience's reactions and input. The simplest and fastest way to tell your design stories is either in a written scenario or a visual storyboard. Visual storyboards generally are more effective because they tend to be more engaging. 
And what do I mean by storyboard? It's essentially a narrative told by a series of snapshots over time that show not only the interface, but also give a sense of perspective as well as the transitions along the way. Some important elements to include in your storyboard tend to be the user's behaviors and actions, transitions between those behaviors and actions, and annotations or additional captions or text that help augment the overall narrative. To begin, you need to take an inventory of the information you already know and could potentially include in your storyboard. This might include the who or the cast of characters, organizations, services, or products that are part of the mix. The what, meaning the tasks, goals, and objects that the characters are employing. The where, meaning the place, setting, context, or perspective. The when, or the time or sequence of events. The how, meaning what happens and what are the connection points between them. And lastly, the why or the motivations and thoughts that the characters experience along the way. Now, this isn't to say that you need to include all of the details. You will want to experiment with what is going to be effective and understanding what's going to be effective with your audience, of course. Rather than literally drawing out the blow-by-blow -blow interface design in your storyboards, I'd encourage you to practice telling stories in different ways. This will help you determine what details to include or to exclude. There are two resources I'd highly recommend. Matt Madden's 99 Ways to Tell a Story and Scott McCloud's Understanding Comics. In 99 Ways to Tell a Story, you see how the same simple story of getting up to get something from the refrigerator only to forget what it was that you were getting can be told in 99 totally different ways. Understanding comics not only breaks down the elements of effective visual storytelling, but has a number of parallels to the world of user experience design. Now, you may have already encountered these books in previous courses. The reason I'm recommending them is not because I want you to become an excellent animator or filmmaker or graphic novelist. It's because both of these books help you develop new ways of seeing very simple interactions and being able to iterate upon them. So here we are back again at iteration as well as reframing and empathy all over again. Some things you may want to tinker around with in your storyboards include zooming in and out of a scene, playing around with point of view. For example, will you share your user's thoughts or could this be observed in other ways like through their facial expressions. You could also experiment with details to include and omit, and think about how much you would like your audience to either fill in the blanks or discuss amongst themselves. You could also show in the storyboard the right conclusion, or you could decide to leave it open-ended and unresolved to again provoke discussion. You might want to suggest a solution and have everyone agree upon it. It really comes down to your own goals in creating the storyboards as well as the outstanding items that might still need to be discussed and aligned upon with your group. Now this is not to say that storyboards are the end-all be-all to drawing and UX. In the book Drawing Ideas, the authors explain that there are four primary roles that drawings can play. These include 
sketches that show a rough idea, product, or concept. You might see these come alive in UX as wireframes, for example. The second is models, which shows the specifics of an idea, so mock-ups or renderings, so the wireframe taken to the next level of detail. The third one is schemas. This shows high-level relationships between concepts and ideas, kind of like mind maps. And the last one is proxies. This shows the specifics of how a system or a product is organized or arranged. So information architecture, site maps, or blueprints. Both workflows and storyboards fall within the category of schemas, therefore being at a rather high level. They can be a great launching point into refining into those sketches, models, or wireframes, or mockups. Depending on the nature of your sketch, you might also want to familiarize yourself with some standard signs, symbols, and visual language that can help you better communicate your ideas in workflows to complement those storyboards. Take a look at some of the links to get familiar with those symbols and signs to help expedite the process.